This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Shoot, Jebel. It is the G-Bag Nation hour number two on 105.3 The Fan, and it is time now for a glorious college football super segment here he is to lead us in this college pig skin discussion zach wolchuk thank you very much general oh we are just days away from the national championship game with the tcu horn frogs taking on the georgia bulldogs we do have news from another texas school as the texas a&m aggies have added a new offensive coordinator they have pried away bobby petrino from unlv he quit UNLV, huh? He did. He gave him the Heisman. He said, I'm, I'm out of here. Sorry. Just a few days after, he has left UNLV, and he has said, all right, I'm going to go join Jimbo Fisher. He's bringing in the former Arkansas and Louisville head coach, Bobby Petrino, to be the new offensive coordinator there at Texas A&M. He, uh, he's been at UNLV for less than a month after he accepted that head coaching job, and now he's going to go... Be the Texas Fighting Aggies OC. Pretty big-time hire there for Jimbo. Not a surprise. Obviously, A&M has a lot of resources, and they definitely can make a move like this, but I think this was needed for Jimbo. He certainly has not been a good play caller, and this might be the step in the direction that Texas A&M needs for that offense. They still need a quarterback, but yeah. this, this could be a big move for them. I do wish that the, the NCAA could mandate that if Bobby Petrino does elect to be a coach in any capacity, he has to coach from the sidelines, and he has to do so in that same neck brace and the scars on his face after that motorcycle uh, infidelity incident. From that guy, ago. the guy, hit that girl's husband beat the crap out of him. That's what that was. That's why I needed the neck oh, brace. Yeah. Okay. She was like slamming his head on the concrete. Wow. Yeah. Outstanding. I thought it was a motorcycle accident. No, hell no. But it was... No, he beat that guy up. Like Tiger Woods golf clubs exactly. to the face? Yeah, he, he always yeah. talk about motorcycle accident. No. Yeah, I ran into that a guy, fire hydrant. That guy got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a top five sports photo of all time. Yeah, Just that guy took his head Petrino. and slammed it against the curb a couple of times. Oh, man. Yeah. That's embarrassing. This guy real yeah. quick. Well, the whole a... thing was embarrassing. I think the encounter lasted a couple seconds as well. Well, that was Rick Patino. Okay. He's our He's our 12-second man in a bar. All right. Ah, they're so confusing. Patino, Paterno, Paterno, with the, Patino. With the Italians. Yeah. And we'll get to the Italians later on at 420. Uh, it's a big day. It's hey. a big, big day. Oh, get the gobble goal. Georgia and TCU, as we do have the national championship brewing, all Horn Frog fans wondering, what about our star running back, Kendra Miller? Yeah, tell us. He's questionable for the game. He's rushed for just under 1,400 yards, 17 touchdowns this season. Now, DeMarcado, who's making a homecoming, there in L.A. He's going to have a lot of fans and friends and family at SoFi Stadium there. He was fantastic in that game against Michigan. Sonny Dykes saying about Kendra Miller, I think he's feeling pretty good. We got a pretty good evaluation on him the night before. So when we get back uh, and, and we start to look at things over the next few days, we'll just see closer to the game how he's looking. And we think he's going to be ready to we think he's going to be ready to play or not. So I, I do think Kendra Miller, if I if I just had to guess, 
I think Henry Miller's going to give this a go. But either way, I think TCU's going to be all right. They've got themselves a pretty yeah. good route. Re- re- I mean, you hope he he gave it a go in the second half and he was not able to go. But either way, they're going to be fine as long as they don't take another injury. Right. If DeMarcado goes down, then then maybe you're you're pinching yourself a little bit and you're thinking, oh, no, we got an issue here. Uh, Elsewhere, it's a big time anniversary today for Texas. And we've got to go back to. Oh, this was Sam Ellinger's we're back, isn't it? it no, it's not quite the uh, the big Sugar Bowl win. He got caught up in the moment, bro. He Don't did. hold it against him. We're back. But 17 <laughs> years ago today. Was this the Case McCoy watching situation? This happened. Oh. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Vince Young scores. As we said, Keith, you can have the perfect defense called. You can force him out of the pocket, but you're not going to beat him. Invincible. Invincible, man, he was. Dan Fouts. Vince Papali. Yeah. Yep, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, Dan Fouts. Last, last game Keith Jackson ever did. Absolutely. College football. And uh, if you maybe ever, the best game ever, <laughs> uh, I think it is. Uh, and I mean, a legendary game, the NFL talent that came out of that thing. Vince Young, what an unbelievable performance as Texas knocks off USC. So horn fran- horn fans are uh, <laughs> still celebrating that sucker. Are they are horn you still fans and horn, horn frogs? Yeah. And he's still hammered from New Year's. <laughs> I'm still recovering, boys. Yeah. That was a hell of a day. Okay, 105 through the Fran, the Fran. Speaking no, of it was one five three the phone. Remember, it was, it was the phone. What was it? Was that with Jerry? It was you a said Jerry. That? that was a Jerry. What was I supposed to do? He's looking at me from behind those shades. I'm like, oh, God. those aviators were intimidating. Very in intimidating. I'll be honest. Full sweats. Looked like he was Tony Soprano's grandfather. Al Davis, full sweat guy. Uncle June. Did Maybe they fit though? They, they were did. a little. Baggy. They, they weren't ill fitting. Okay. I, I, I didn't think baggy. like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. They were a little baggy. Okay. But, them suits he's been putting on lately, I'm not liking it. This is a billionaire with the most valuable uh, franchise in the world. Yeah, needs a better suit. New suits look worse yeah. than. Let's get them fit tighter. Burlington Warehouse, bro. <laughs> Blame, blaming the, we got to blame the stylist on that though, don't we? Jerry's got to have a stylist. He said that shoulder pads so. in them joints. Like I don't like that. Still got the pads. Still got the shoulders though. <laughs> he stays ready, dude, just in case they need him between the lines. I've never seen Jerry underdressed though. He's always got like coat tie. No, that was the first time. I was a little. Yeah. Shocked? See yeah, yeah. Never seen him in There's been a time where he got caught with his hat on because he couldn't take it off because he forgot the piece. Yeah. He was uh, a little underdressed there. Well, what yeah, but you forget? get, you, sometimes you forget. You get yeah. old and you just forget. I think I'm that's like, what's oh. happening. Yeah. yeah. Nothing worse than you forget your piece, huh, old Chuck? No, that's the worst. Mattress Mac is. I just dropped. want to have a tailor. <laughs> Me too. That's yeah, it. Mattress Mac. I think he can afford one. I'm pretty sure. He definitely can afford one. Are you kidding me? He can afford one in his own house. That suit ticked me off. Live with him. Lucius. Okay, he was getting ready to sell you that Lexus. <laughs> Lucius, is the suit too big? Is that LS? The- you like LS? <laughs> too big? Way too big, yeah. dog. The top was amazingly big. He would sling was so drowning many in that suit. LSs in that suit, though. You're right, Lucius. Yeah. So sells Oldsmobiles. <laughs> Move over, David Thomas. Make a place for Jerry Jones. Woo! <laughs> Mattress Mac is dropping $1.5 million on TCU to beat Georgia. Wow. He's got a gambling problem, bro. He's he going to sure win does. like six million, though, right? He's at it again. He just, just won seventy five. Georgia currently 80? 12 and a half point favorites. No, he won a lot of money. Yeah, he won, on the, the World Series. I think he won eighty million dollars. It's a drop Astros. in the bucket for old mattress. So, yeah, this isn't a big deal for him. <laughs> wow, you're right. Yeah. It is a drop in the bucket. But he's managing like, his bankroll well. Hey, if TCU pulls this off, yeah. so he's getting fourteen points, right? 
Uh, it's tw- no, down to going, 12 and a half now. I thought he was going money line. Did he go money line? Yeah, I think it's a money what line a beast. bet. I love this. Mattress yeah, Mac, this- ball, the ball's on him, man. I do love it, man. You need I a do. mattress for that. <laughs> I do love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to cut open those mattresses to see what's on the inside. Cut open yeah. a little something, something. You've got 20 millions. Eric Ainge, former Tennessee Vols quarterback. All right, this guy, if you've been is following. Is he in the media now? He is. He's in the media now. If you've been following college football this year, he, he's been very outspoken, but he has his own show on 991, the sports animal radio. The animal. 991, the animal. He's taking shots at Stetson Bennett. Now, I think a lot of people are starting to get annoyed by Stetson Bennett. Maybe it's the face. Maybe it's the curly hair. Maybe it's the name. He sounds like he should be playing lacrosse. Very entitled name. He's 25 years old. Give him a break. But he referred to the Georgia quarterback as, quote, such a punk as he was blasting him. He said, you know what I can't stand, though? Stetson Bennett. Now... He went on to say... Let's go back and look at his career at Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. Eric Hange was not very good. He He said, quote, it was cute when he first got to play and played pretty good. And now the whole, like, I'm a walk-on, I'm a JUCO transfer. He's like 28-3 and as a starter at Georgia or something like that. (laughs) He said, I'm cheering hard against him. I want Georgia not just to lose the game. I don't want them to lose with Stenson Bennett throwing four touchdowns. I want Stenson Bennett to throw four picks yeah. and cost his team a championship. That's, He's such a punk. That is the, that is a Georgia-Tennessee wow. rivalry right he there. He is salty, he baby. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we have some audio to accompany this, don't we? Uh, well, we do have some audio because Stetson Ben has been taking strays ever since the uh, the, the ending, the victorious well, Georgia ending on Saturday night to ring in the new year. This is what Kirby Smart, his head coach, had to say at the microphone on the turf while the confetti is still flying down. We're all elated. This is happy times unless you're Kirby Smart and you need to get some things off your chest about your quarterback. Well, he showed great competitive character, but he's got to play within our system. and He's got to do what he's coached to do or you can't win games. You know, he didn't get those opportunities until the defense stopped him. And we got fortunate to stop him a couple times. He must play better if we expect to win the next one. Mm. Uh-oh. This is four seconds after winning the game, and that's what he's talking about into a microphone for all of the college football oh, world to hear Stetson. about his quarterback. Uh, Stetson's well, taking it. the strays, man, and I do. And listen, usually they should have lost the game. If Ohio State's kicker, who's been like money really all year, wouldn't have gagged, they lose that game. George is, I mean, that that Ohio State kicker's made a lot of big he kicks. He wouldn't have gagged. He gagged. That's different than a choking. Got, he got 3,000. He gagged. <laughs> he bad gagged. It's also different from a cuckold, by the way, Eric. I know that sometimes uh, you struggle. Oh, that's the next I question coming out of me. I could tell when he looks at me like, oh, what do you really mean by what you're saying? Yeah. I could he No, I just didn't know if there was, there was like he choked and he gagged, or are they synonymous with each other? Oh, they are go hand two in hand. Things? I will gag. say Eric Ainge is one of uh, Gavin Dawson's guys, though, because he was drafted in the fourth round by the Jets. He spent three seasons there, but in his first season, Eric Ainge suspended four games for violating the league's policy. Didn't it done? On steroids. Whatever it takes, man. He obviously wasn't good enough. He was highly recruited coming out of high school. I covered him in high school, actually. I was rooting for him at Tennessee. And uh, it was a huge disappointment. You know, Danny Ainge's nephew, I believe. Oh, is he really? Yeah, Yeah. it was a big story in Oregon. Oh, man. Well, at least you know he did everything he could to succeed. He just wasn't good enough, even with the steroids. He found out. But you left it all out there. Well, we got X-Factors, according to Bleach Report, for this national championship game, boys. You ready for these? X-Factors. X-Factors. The X-Factor might be the 817 saying that uh, by way of send-off this morning for TCU and their whole squad, they they got to indulge in in some some Heim 
breakfast they did. tacos. They sure oh, did. did they really? That sounds yeah. delicious. That might be the X factor for oh. TCU victory. And Just I, don't drink any orange juice with them and you'll be okay. <laughs> I am wondering this. Like, fans of Texas and A&M and Tech, are you rooting for TCU? Hell no, they're not. You don't think so? No. Sure I feel you like do. this is where yeah. you got to just go no, for Texas. You become a conference fan in both seasons. Because you you know it's you can't you can't pull for a team. You can't do that. Like, I, I don't you pull think for your respect. I was going to say, should Brad pull, pull for Alabama? Alabama? I'm not, no, but there's I'm not a pulling difference. for Georgia just because I'm from the SEC. God, there's a big difference here, man. What has TCU really done to these programs to make the hate that level? You go into these weeks. It's like, the shame we, for these other programs because they should have already been there. TCU should not be the team. And credit to them, it's all credit to them. You think, they should not have been the no. first Texas so let's team pull for to make an appearance. It's not necessarily pulling You're for not Georgia. Pulling for You're just pulling against. You don't want TCU to I win. I think you go for TCU here, man. No, because uh, now and every horn frog. like a baby back beef. I, I ain't pulling for go Georgia. Go for the Lone Star State, baby. Texas forever. I have, no, I have no relationships or anything at Kansas State, and I want them to beat Alabama. I'm not pulling for the SEC. I guess Walchuk pulls for the that's Astros sad. when the Astros are in the World Series, or if the Texans, no, God forbid, have made no, a that, Super Bowl. That, that, that's he very, for that's, that's, that's very different. I think you're right about that. That's go Spurs. Different. Go Tim Duncan. I'm still not considering the Astros had won that championship. But in college sports, I think it's very different. These are college kids out there. These are not professional athletes. They make that's a lot more counts. money than you Boy. and I will ever make. So if, if as a gentleman, <laughs> well, that just started. As a gentleman who went to uh, Plano Senior High yeah. and had the luxury of urinating next to Rex Burkhead mm-hmm. for the entire duration of your your 10th grade year. If the Houston Texans no, made it, if, Rex is in it. If the Plano I'll pull for Rex. If Plano West made state championship whatever in high school football, should uh, Plano senior high Zach Walchuk be saying, I wouldn't, I would, go I would, Plano West? I'd, yeah, I'd consider rooting for West. Wow. I'd okay. consider pulling for Plano ISD. Then you win. I think Absolutely. He's, I, I, this is a bit now. <laughs> now he's he's backed himself. too far. You no, backed not yourself It's really normal. It's normal in, in college, I don't though, see why you wouldn't conference. pull for the state of Texas. You, no. No. I just don't Especially have that some underdogs. No. I, I but mean, like Baylor fans hate, hate TCU, and we're getting Baylor fans sent, sending it in now. Like, like Ohio, no, I hate them. Sick Ohio them. State's pulling for Michigan. You know what's what? it, what's good for your conference partners is good for you. You're going to get the yes. money anyway. But if you're Texas and you're A and M, they're you're not really considering them conference partners anymore. You need you? the respect right no, now. They're going to the SEC. You're fighting for relevance. Well, A and M's nah, already there. I am not. I am not pulling for. I'm not right, but Texas and OU, for instance. And I worked at TCU, and I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I to me, I'm just going to watch the game, and I'm like, you're not hey, pulling for TCU. Oh, I will be pulling for TCU, but I'm not a diehard Texas hey, or Aggie Arnold. fan or Baylor. Right, but fan we went to UNT, yeah. and but I don't care. I'm pulling for TCU. Yeah, Six eight two Longhorn fan here, hundred percent pulling for TCU for the simple fact they're from Texas. Okay, Texas overall. That's the rule. Eight one seven. It's a Texas thing. Go TCU. How did you feel as a Texas fan? How'd you feel when they went into your backyard and took it to you? Did you well, feel that's good different. About that? That's different. You got to compartmentalize sometimes. Eight one seven says, "Shut up, brought us." I'm a third generation Texas Tech graduate, and, and I sh- I sure as bleep am pulling for TCU. Good for well, you. How about Shut the four sixty nine? Being a Horns fan, I'm rooting for Georgia because I'm a diehard. He's saying I'm a real fan, and all those yeah, other texters yeah. are not real yeah. fans. No, I've seen Thank this go you. both Texas ways. Tech fan. I've seen this go both ways. The right. There's a lot of people that are feeling, hey, I'm going to pull for the state of Texas because I think this is a great story. Well, if this is the case, then all these diehard Texas fans that are texting in saying they're pulling for TCU, I cannot wait to see you at Rally House on Friday to buy that Fiesta Bowl TCU yeah. gear. Yeah, buy it all all They're going to be out there and doing it, baby. Get out there to Hewlin. And Texas, except for UT. We better see all the Aggie fans. We better see all the Baylor Bears. Get and your all the, purple all the Texas Longhorns the out there. Yeah, 
It's an SEC school. Go get A&M. your purple. No, but it's it. we're talking about the state schools right now, right? And being the fans of whatever, whatever. I'm pulling for the state of Texas. Go TCU. All right, here are the uh, X factors. One, the TCU running game, which we were just talking about. Mm. But for me, when I'm watching, Brian, Wide how receivers? about these Georgia DBs yeah. against Quentin Johnston, specifically that Keely Ringo, Keely Quentin Ringo. Johnston matchup. Didn't I think, Ringo I think, get crushed the other night? He gave yeah, up Marvin a lot Harrison of big Jr. Talk about going oh. into your backyard and getting shown the business. Uh, oh, yeah. Johnston's no different now, too. This will oh, be this Johnson's will, the, probably the number will, one receiver in the class. This will be tough, man. This will be I've got him number two. Yeah, this will be tough. For sure. But, yeah, he's right up there. Who uh, is number one? I've still got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. Ohio State receiver. Well, this is going to be exciting. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but, I mean, look, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see can they slow him down. Also, you've got A.D. Mitchell, the receiver who made, ultimately, the game-winning touchdown grab for Georgia. How does he play? He's been emerging as a stud. How does TCU defend him? But also, you know, TCU is so good that three that three three five defense that they were playing there. You know, how do they play up front against? What question you have about that? They kick Michigan's ass. But exactly. Oh, I don't. I, I have no. Did, I have no questions about that. That's a that's a sophomore. That's a sophomore offensive line that Georgia's running out there. Their left tackle is really good. I think they'll carry it over and play well I, again. I, I absolutely agree with you on now, that. Now, the TCU front, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. the, the oh, one yeah. Thing They're I not don't, afraid of this Georgia line. The one thing I don't think, and, and we can talk more about this, that they, that they won't be able to handle as well, Ohio State did an excellent job of maintaining Jalen Carter from Georgia. I don't know that TCU's offensive line will be able to handle him as well. That'll be a big question mark for me. But, hey, all talking points we can continue later on in the week. But there's your college football. Have you seen those Michigan defensive tackles? You watch those kids? No, there's – oh, well, yeah, but they didn't have uh, the guy we Maisie watched. Smith? They didn't, he didn't play. He didn't play. He set out that game, right? No, he didn't sit out. Yeah, it's a disciplinary thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, I think he's got some off-the-field issues, Brian. Yeah. He might slip for us. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Bully. There he is, the Wooly Bully here in the G-Bag Nation with a college football super segment. We have New Year's resolutions for the Cowboys for 2023. It's the C-Note here. Cowboys News of the Evening is coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Um, What would be your Cowboys New Year's resolution? If you were in charge, your your last name's Jones. You're going in to address everybody. You're like, okay, here it is, our organizational New Year's resolution. Are you ready for the big announcement? Text it in at 877-881-1053. Leave your name and city you're texting from. We'll get to these here in just a second. Well, segment's brought to you by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Okay? Um... It is time for the C-Note here, the Cowboys news of the evening. Sorry, I was reading some of these texts that are coming in. Man, they're fired up about 
brought us not rooting for TCU. Oh, it's a DFW not, no, no, team. No, no, it's not that I'm not pulling for TCU. I just don't feel like that if you're a if you went to school in Texas that you feel like that you should pull for a team that it, it's your it's in your conference. I'm not I am not interested in pulling for my conference. But you think it's okay if somebody else does? Oh, I don't have a problem with whatever. Yeah. Uh, people do what you want, folks. Yeah. I ain't here to tell you. I ain't You're just not going to do it. I'm just not. Maybe. You just don't want to be shamed for being selfish with your conference. No, what the F? My conference is like, I know they're going to get the money regardless. Yeah. You know, I know they're going to, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm if I'm Texas and, and Oklahoma, I'm leaving you guys because I don't think you're good enough. Yeah. Plus, I mean, in the SEC, you're the king, you know? Not really. The, the conference not is really. the king. Not really. Yeah, you are. Not really. You can't fight me on that. Uh-uh. No, you look at the bowl games. I I think the SEC had a losing record in bowl games this year. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that there there's things the SEC I think are really really good at. I think they're really good in, in I think they're good in football. I think they're good in I think they're good in baseball. I think yeah. they're good in women's sports. I mean, I like the SEC because how the round. I, I like the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are joining because I think they bring other sports. And and but we're we, talking football here. I'm just talking about the conference. Yeah, but they are the king in, in football. The king in baseball, too. Yeah, they're amazing. That's what I'm saying. So you don't have any little man syndrome. when it, See, because that is what inspires have, rooting for your conference I, brother, is I, yeah. we need to get our respect. Right. And damn yeah. it, the world's going to look at us different if this school goes and I, wins it. And yeah. I think that should apply to the Big 12 well, right I now, especially of, with if, Texas and OU leaving. A lot leaving. of disrespect for the Big 12 this year. Yeah. Oh, sure. And little men. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm yeah. just going to say this, though, with... Like to me, Georgia's been basically the number one team in the country all year. I, I mean, I, I realize that they're a damn good team. It's good for the conference, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not going to sit there and, and pull for them. I mean, they smashed us in the in the uh, in the uh, the SEC championship game, fifty to thirty. Yeah. I, why? Okay, fine. If TC wins, great. Seriously, man, it's hey. I, I'm just saying we're we're doing a good job of covering TCU football right now. We haven't yeah, talked we about are. them really all year, have we? Not that much. Yeah. Maybe that's something that we you know, we need to go back and look at. Well, it becomes relevant for the ratings once you are in it for a championship. Yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. into it now. That's what like I'm saying. Like, the problem with talking college football in DFW is anybody could be a fan of one of 80 yeah. different teams. Right. And it's like you're you're trying to talk about something that a lot of people are going right. to want. Right. That's why it's called yes. broadcasting. I mean, we talked about them every week on the BetQL show, but we just didn't necessarily talk about them on GBAG. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, college football specialty show. You can jump on in there, talk talk about TCU there on a on a college oh, yeah. football Saturday. Saturday. Did you know TCU, we had a BetQL show? Yeah, I've heard about that a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was one of our favorite <laughs> listeners. Good deal. Yeah. We we mentioned TCU during our college football funsies because we did at least one college football funsie, if hey, not two a week. I would love to see TCU win the national championship. I asked they, multiple times if we were dug in or dug out. Haven't done it in a long time. So yeah, we are dug in. And I, right, we are. He's going to go off. And I, I, for one, have been supporting this program. I don't yeah, know what Frogs is doing over there. No, no, no. I tell you, I, I, Brian Estridge. I, Brian's picking against the Frogs. Yeah. I, I tell you, no. I, I was the one guy that said, give me the champion. Give me the Rose Bowl shirt. Yeah, you did. Or whatever. Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl shirt. Give me the Fiesta Bowl shirt. Yeah, but that's just because you love Tostitos. I don't think it was You're a chips and dips guy. I know. I know. I was disappointed to see that. I forget who it was. It was always the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and now it is no longer. 
Uh, and I don't know who is the is it proper PlayStation or so. I don't no, know. No, it who used to be it. PlayStation. It's Invisalign. I don't know. Invisalign. Invisalign. Something it's good silly now. Some product you probably need to use. But it is crazy because you do have. I mean, I knew it. It's controversial. Some fans are just like, I, I, yeah, I'll pull for the Texas school. Others are like, nope. I it's just a good can't, topic. I can't do it. It's a good topic. Okay, uh, truckwreck.com fan text eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. You want a little New Year's resolution content for the Cowboys? What would be your resolution for this? football team blogging the boys has posted four of them i'll give you the resolution you tell me uh if you think it can come true giving up big plays in the secondary got to cut that out we're saying we're saying no to the big plays in the secondary do they have a shot here in uh in january i don't know it's i guess you would say they do have a shot for sure because you you do have trayvon diggs you do have j ron curse you do have a pass rush and micah parsons and tank and these guys that can get going at any moment um and the, the i think the pressure percentages would tell you that they haven't gone really anywhere but the sacks certainly have dissipated so could those start to come back um but i don't know that's a huge question and that would be number one for me uh, what's the New Year's resolution right now? Let's let's stop giving up so many big plays defensively because that's killing you. And it makes it even worse when it's Dobbs to whoever the heck that receiver was for the Titans the other night or Dobbs to a screen for a running back that is not named Derrick Henry stumbling for 30-plus yards. It's like, man, my gosh, when you get into the playoffs, you're not going to see Dobbs to whoever. You're going to see people that have uh, have a little bit more skins on the wall and have much more ability to do some things like that, and you're giving up five, six big plays a game right now, and that'll be backbreaking at some point. I hope they can get it fixed, but I don't know. This secondary is in flux right now. They've yeah. had injuries. Without the pass rush, you're going to give up big plays. You also need more from Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker Agreed. is not playing as well as he did earlier in the season. And, and Played he, great against Indianapolis. He did, yeah, it's crazy, right? His former team, you get, Captain, you get, you get yeah. that amazing game from him. But he also was doing an excellent job of limiting big plays from the safety position, and you need him to step up and help out that second cornerback. Yeah, I think it's going to be very hard unless you do have the pass rush. And I think teams have figured it out. Remember last year they figured out how to prevent you from running the football? This year they figured out how to prevent your pass rush. Yeah, no doubt they have as the season's gone on. Six. You're saying the pressures are still there, though, Chiafalo? Which means yeah. they're just making a conscious effort to get rid of it very quickly. Yeah, when you see like pressure percentages come out, you'll see that. And I haven't seen the one for the Titans game yet, but I think it will still hold up to be right there in the pressure percentage realm of what they had been doing, even when they were accumulating bunches of sacks at a time earlier in the season. So, yeah. and and the pressure percentage or the pressure rate is the thing that you look at to be most consistent to projecting forward of what you're going to get. Sacks don't always tell the whole story. We know this by now, but so that's the one thing that. That is encouraging. Yeah. The problem is, is are these offenses just not allowing you to do it anymore? But the on top of that, then I would say, okay, then they have to be giving up some things. What things are they giving up in order to just say, hey, we have to change our offense because we can't hold the ball too long, so we're going to get rid of the ball quicker. That changes your offense. So now what are you removing from, from your offensive game plan now that can help the Cowboys defensively? If you guys are following me here. Yeah, no, right? I, I totally am following so, you. I, I think part of that is mitigated by the fact that Anthony Brown is out. So 100%. there's more easy pickings early sure. in the clock. And then, you know, maybe you have to protect a little bit more with tight ends. But you're if you're getting a guy down the field, you know, uh, and the later the play goes, the more a guy like Nation Wright is going to get victimized. Yeah. Like, 
you know, I, I think a big part of it is is losing Anthony Brown, and he was frustrating too. But these guys are like twice as frustrating. Well, yeah, certain adjustments that I think we've seen already: move, uh, a rolling pocket, which we saw from Tennessee. You know, moving the platform, the, where you're going to throw the football from, and and maybe you know you see a little bit of that from Washington this week because Sam Howell's a guy that can move a can little move. bit. Can move. We've seen that. So and Heineke can as well if they go ahead and rotate these guys. But also, I mean, they got I think it was 28 pressures against Jacksonville. Lawrence is a mobile guy. So yeah. you play some guys that are able to evade or get away from the rush. You know, that'll impact things a little bit. The screen game, that hurt them against Tennessee. That also will make you think twice about just rushing up field, right? That's a good way to stop and mitigate a pass rush as well. And some of it goes back to the explosive plays as well. But when you talk like one of the advantages that they had, okay, we didn't sack Car- or we didn't sack uh, Gardner Minshew in that Eagles game, right? Sure. Didn't we, we didn't sack him at he, all. But, he would throw but the ball how away. How many times did he throw the ball away? Okay, so that's still a positive play for your defense there. Now, can you get off the field on third down? And oftentimes that goes back to giving up the big play because it's third and nine. You've done it well. You didn't get the sack because the quarterback didn't let you. But now he just threw the ball away on second down. So you're in third and nine. Well, you're in a great spot defensively. But here comes a big third and nine play because you keep giving up the explosive plays. So, gosh dang it, defense, can you figure it out? They don't create enough negative plays. They Early in the season they were getting negative plays and they were also getting penalties for holdings and things like that. They haven't gotten those. Officials haven't called holding a, or against their opponents in a while. Hmm. You know, I mean, it happened maybe once or twice in the game the other day, where they where you, where you create all of a sudden it's a second and nineteen, second and twenty, something like that. They they get much better pass rush when they're under a negative situation. Two five four does have a good question on this topic, Brian. Is the lack of sacks improving the run defenses with with players staying in their gaps better? No. It hasn't. Maybe maybe with Hankins in the game and Van Der Esch yeah. back, yeah. we'll be able to see that. The fact that you have better tacklers in the secondary has helped you there. Okay. Number two here, blogging the boys' New Year's resolution. Sack the quarterback more often, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of what we've uh, just been talking about here. Make it past the divisional round. Do you oh. think that's going to happen? I can't, even, I can't even be sure I'm going to pick them to get past the wild card round at this point, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could predict them getting past the divisional round just because nobody's going to have it. that it's type of believe it when I see it kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'm a jaded fan now, and you've and and we've all earned that to this point. Now, is the opportunity there for the taking? For sure, it is a bit of a bummer that there was a point in the season where we were going, "Wow, you could go through the playoffs and not have to see a Brady or a Rodgers." How about that? And then now we find ourselves in a position where we're definitely. Going to see a Brady. Uh, and might then have to see both. Might you might have to see both there, but overall the NFC landscape. You got a seventh round rookie quarterback, quarterbacking for one of these teams. You got a broken shoulder MVP candidate for for the top squad who also has some other injuries to deal with. So it's all it's all open for you. It's all right there. Now doing it on the road the whole time will be difficult if it ends up being that way. But my gosh, especially if you find yourself at a place where you're playing some home playoff games. Eight and one at home. You should. You, you should. I mean, if you if this is all you knew and you weren't a Cowboys fan for twenty five years, you'd feel great about their chances right now. You got a shot. You got a shot. I mean, they it, they're better than Minnesota, in my opinion. You're better than the Giants. You know, the 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 Niners are the team that you don't want to see. If you can have, to your point, Brian, you need Brock Purdy to fall apart. Green in a Bay, game. yeah. If you can have Green Bay go and maybe be that team, oh, to that's, knock that's off your the, hope. Knock off the 49ers. That's your hope. That'd be great. Or and yes. the Giants and the Giants go beat Minnesota. Or bleep it. If you play the 49ers, mm. then you, that that's what you're doing. You're saying, okay, we're playing Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Let's hope now you have your bad game. 
Let's hope the moment is too big for you here, and we can try and take advantage of this and get some turnovers. He threw some YOLO balls against Vegas. The Raiders just weren't able to take advantage against him. Yeah, he's played some bad teams, but they're winning by an average of 14 points per game. You know, it's been really impressive so far, and I think that's a pretty well-established formula there in San Francisco. You know, I, I don't know to what extent the quarterback even matters with this guy Shanahan and the, and the way they can play at the line of scrimmage. All righty, uh, G-Bag Nation, we got to go. When we return, it is time for five teams that nobody wants to see in the wild card round of the Cowboys on that list. We'll find out for you next in the G-Bag Nation. You're 105 through the fan. All righty, thank you, Lucius. Uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, we have some Michael Irvin audio. He was asked what's more important momentum or the better record when the playoffs are approaching so we'll have that audio coming up at at four o'clock it is time now though for uh you know, zach wolchuk or eric chiafon to lead us in a discussion of five teams that nobody wants to see in the wild card round gentlemen you want this thing or should i take, take it? it away eric. Oh, you can have it man no, take gentleman. it away you want me to have it for real hey, go ahead are you sure yeah i'll finish all right. Sound like two guys one booth there for a minute uh, <laughs> yeah are you sure you don't want this i'll eat a donut all right uh, five teams NFL contenders should be afraid to see on Wild Card Weekend. This comes courtesy of Stephen Ruiz of The Ringer. Arizona Cardinals. Do you feel like there is is there a team that stands out to you as one of those teams that's that's floating around? Maybe not a division champion. Maybe it's one of these Wild Card teams that could go make one of these playoff runs that you aren't anticipating. Where it's oh man the the four or five or six or seven seed just made it to the conference championship game. Green Bay. Green Bay's that team for you. Yeah, can't stand them. And uh, they've got that bleephole quarterback. Freaking can't stand that guy and his face and everything about him. He's broken my heart, stomped on it, and crushed my soul several times. And they're going to be if, – if they get in, they'll have won five in a row to get in. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of the way that they did it back with Mike McCarthy. 2011? Yeah. They were 10-6. and six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the number one team that Steven Ruiz has as the uh, as the team that if you're an NFL contender, you'd be a little bit afraid to see on Wild Card Weekend with yeah. the way the Packers are playing right now. And their defense is getting turnovers. Their special teams is doing it. I mean, my God, th- th- this this Kashawn Nixon guy who came out of nowhere midway through the season and he's just house calling it left and right as a return man. Uh, and and uh, Rich Basaccia being yeah. the special teams coordinator. And they're doing it kind of in all three phases, but he points out the offense has really been the key here. And it started in that Cowboys game where they changed their approach and they've added like 10 more snaps a game where they're playing from under center. And so playing under center now has allowed the Packers to run the ball better um, and use their play action passing game much more efficiently. So that's exactly what you're seeing. And they've changed up some of their their run schemes a little bit. They're pulling more guards. They're committing more to those outside tosses and those sweeps with Aaron Jones. They did it with the Cowboys. Remember that game with the Cowboys? They started running the ball in the perimeter. Correct. Dallas yeah. really didn't have an answer for that. That was really the game where they decided to start changing things a little bit. And so it has paid off in a huge way. And now when you look at advanced metrics and things, explosive plays and expected points added, pass or run, uh, you're getting a a much better offense from the Packers right now, going a little bit more old school with the under center approach. 
So that's something to uh, to monitor, and we saw it firsthand. So we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Bay is legit. You know, I, I think as a wild card team, anyway, and and maybe a dark horse to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. I think the easy one would be the Cowboys, and maybe that's just not considered. But they're the best non division winner in the NFL, right? That's the the non division winner that you'd least like to face for either conference has to be the Cowboys. Oh, that's very fair. I, I think right now the reason why maybe they wouldn't be on that list is just because they still have an outside chance to win the division. But absolutely, yeah. they'd be the best non-division winner. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it's because like the way he phrases it is NFL contenders would be afraid, and I think the Cowboys are considered an NFL contender, contender right now. Yeah. Even though like the Bucks are going to be the home team and they won their division, the Cowboys are more of a Super Bowl contender than the Bucks are at this point. Like we think the Cowboys will probably be favored in that game. Let's say it is Cowboys and Bucks Wild Card Weekend. Cowboys probably end up being favored. Yeah, absolutely, they would be. But I wonder what that line would be. Would it be Cowboys? Three. I mean, Cowboys by three. Cowboys Cow- by three. So yeah. if it's a if it was a Cowboy home game, you think Cowboys would be a six point, a six or seven Somewhere point between favorite? three to six? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much Brady respect. Like, what's the Brady playoff respect? At home playoff no, Brady? That's a good question. What He's is been Vegas in the playoffs doing for that? 21 straight years? Yeah. I think that would have some sway in you. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, and I and I saw this stat yesterday. It was an amazing stat of the day where that involves Brady. Tom Brady has never played in a game while eliminated from playoff contention. 21 seasons where he's, he's never played in a game where his team didn't still have some type of mathematical chance at making the playoffs. That's pretty dang unbelievable. And we will get to Brady here momentarily. But the Packers are that number one team. Second team is now going to the AFC, and it's the Chargers. And they're starting to really get yeah. rolling defensively in they're particular. They're getting healthier. They get Bosa back. They're yeah. getting yeah. They're getting healthier. Derwin yeah. James went out. Looks like he's going to be coming back. Bosa, his snaps are coming back. You have even uh, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, could come back for the playoffs. Could come back for the playoffs. He got injured with a with a bicep situation earlier in the season, but so they're getting some reinforcements back. And then defensively, which is the calling card of their young head coach Brandon Staley, they're trending in a really really nice direction. Uh, since week eight, the Chargers own the NFL's best pass defense uh, by expected points added. Wow. First eight weeks of the season, they were twentieth um, and twenty sixth overall. So their their passing defense has gotten much much better. Uh, and 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 they've done it against some teams too, where they caught the Dolphins when the Dolphins were still kind of rocking and rolling, and completely bottled them up. The 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 Niners when they had Jimmy Garoppolo, beat them up pretty good, and then even the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes. So it's not like they're just playing crappy quarterbacks, crappy teams left and right. They are figuring out ways against some of the the better offenses in the sport. To they beat the Niners and the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know that they won those games, but, but they. Them up. But, yeah, they, they played well um, defensively in them. Uh, and so, overall, since week eight, Brandon Staley and his, and his Chargers defense is starting to play pretty well. And then Justin Herbert's still a beast. Yeah. Uh, and so, and with Eckler and, and Mike Williams. Wide receivers healthy now. Yeah, and Mike Williams. My gosh. The circus catches that that dude continues to make. The toe tappers on the sideline. He had a one-hander toe tapper on the sideline the other day. Mm-hmm. That was just ridiculous. That dude is, is circus-like. Uh, and he's huge. Then you have the Jaguars. Yeah, that's the team for me that's sneaky right now. You know, they're kind of like the the Packers of the AFC, where they've gotten hot. All these games have been must-wins for them. If they knock off Tennessee, which I expect them to do, you know, they're going in red hot. They're playing their best football, and they've got a lot of momentum. 
going into the postseason. So things are clicking for them offensively. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. They're running the ball well with Trevor uh, with Travis Etienne, and defensively, you know that's the question mark. Depending on who they play, is their defense good enough? But offensively, they've got all the firepower. Yeah, and, and Trevor yeah. Lawrence is playing like an animal right that's, now. You know, that's one of those situations where I think it's too much of a jump for me to be worried about them compared to the Chargers or maybe the Ravens. Right, yeah, I think that sure. those two teams have been building, and if I get the Jags, I'm like, okay, this we can handle. You it's know, a young team, yeah, they got to go through some postseason L's to callous yeah. a little bit, and then two or three years, you feel like, okay, yeah, they've earned it now well, a little bit. But think about this though: if they win this weekend, they, their first game in the playoffs is at home. They don't have to go on the road. They're not like one of these teams that limped in, you know, that now has to, you know, as a six or seven seed and having to kind of fight their way, you know. They have been playing meaningful games all. I think the the way that Doug is is kind of you know worked with that quarterback, they're starting to get healthy too. Before before they played Dallas, like you know Travion Walker and Devin Lloyd and all those guys. I mean they were they had some nicked up guys. So I, I mean they're maybe getting healthy at the right time. That's a secondary will knock you out too. And they Andre, will. Andre Cisco, those guys. I mean they they got some tough guys in that back end. And like I said, they get a home playoff game for their first one if. Uh, you know, if they can, uh, well, and beat. we look at quarterback and geez, over the last seven games from the thirty third team, doesn't turn the ball over. Lawrence's completion percentage yeah. better than Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Yeah. Quarterback rating better than all three of them. You look at the touchdown interception ratio; it's better than all three of them. Fourteen to one. Holy hell! Yeah, and uh, his his pro football focus grade for whatever that's worth over the last eight weeks, second best quarterback, and his big time throw percentage. I love this a little BTT action, third in the sport. He does still even even despite not really playing that well. Trevor Lawrence versus the Texans the other day still makes a couple of throws a game that just they wow you. Uh, and then his turnover-worthy play percentage has gone down considerably as well. So they have Trevor Lawrence and the Jags being a bit of a scary team right now. Yeah, uh, they put the Lions on there. Uh, I'm not overly – just the inconsistency of the Lions here is just something where, I mean, if they if they win and score 40 points, you're not surprised, and if they lose and score 10 points, you're not surprised. Uh, they're just kind of a weird team. But the fifth one he has is the Bucks, and it's just simply because of Tom Brady and what, like what he did the other day, which yeah. was just crazy. 31 of 38, 382 yards, two touchdowns against zone coverage – Next gen stats was uh was eating that one uh, all the way up, and he points out like, hey Philadelphia, hey Minnesota, you're gonna have a similar uh, approach defensively with the way you do your zone coverages as what the Panthers were doing, hmm. and look what Tom Brady just did pushing the ball down the field like an animal, ten yards a pop. Yeah. So Mike Evans was Player of the Week. Worry about him starting to get going again. Yeah. I mean, he he, he he's always gonna get going. I mean, it's a matter of him. If he's going to be consistent enough catching the ball, we know those targets like 60% of the time he's going to make the catch. Other times you got to worry about him a little bit. You know, they've lost so much, though. Um, we've seen Tom Brady lose in the playoffs. I, I think the Buccaneers thing is terrifying for the Cowboys. For the rest of the NFL, where the history isn't quite as significant as it is with the Cowboys, I, I don't know how you can be scared of that. It's just amazing. Like this team can't run against anybody, but against the Cowboys they can. You know, a lot of teams will have success against against the Cowboys. They'll look like they're in quicksand. That's the team to me. Like just to localize this whole topic and bring it to the Cowboys. Like the team you don't want to see. You know, it's it's two of the worst teams going uh, right now. Anybody else 
I'd be uh, you know comfortable with. And going into that Green Bay game, I was the guy saying the history doesn't matter. Boy, that game changed my my perspective on that whole deal. You know, I I I do think there's something with the Cowboys and both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I want yeah. nothing to do with. Yeah. I, th- I think the Ravens are tough, too, as well. I'm surprised they didn't include them. You know, like, more than the Lions, m- more than the Jaguars, teams that aren't even in there, the the Ravens sneaky have, once again, a very respectable defense mm-hmm. and an X factor at quarterback that I feel like they're going to turn loose in a way they've been reigning in during the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of that disrespect comes because they've played without Lamar Jackson now, so everything is it hasn't they looked made. very explosive. But even earlier in the year, they were losing a bunch of games where they well, had big leads. Yeah. Like, yeah. They but showed they, they could they really do? put it on some teams. What did they do? They went and traded for Roquan Smith. And that's been a huge difference That made for their them. defense a lot better. Yeah, their defense wasn't good up until no, up until no. now. That's why they made the trade. And then they got the the coach in Harbaugh that is always he's a guy on the opposing sideline that you always feel like he's probably better than what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is good. Okay, it is the G Bag Nation here on one hundred five three. The fan two hours down, three to go. What's more important going into the playoffs, momentum or the better record? The playmaker answered that question, and we have that topic for you next year on one hundred five three. The fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.